For WERU comes from Inner Tapestry, Maine's holistic journal celebrating and supporting life, featuring alternative health and natural living articles, calendar listings, and a directory of resources available at health food stores and alternative health centers, 799-7995 or innertapestry.org. Support for WERU also comes from Quantum Insulators LLC in Belfast, serving Midcoast Maine as licensed dealers of the Isony Insulation Foam products, including renewable and recyclable insulation content. More information at 1-866-578-WARM or www.quantuminsulators.com. And the time is 10 o'clock. This is Community Radio, WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill and 99.9 Bangor. Stay tuned for Common Ground. morning. Welcome to Common Ground, hosted by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. I'm Cheryl Wixon, marketing consultant for the Maine Organic Farmers, and I'm joined in the studio this morning by a very exciting group, uh, Jim Ahern, the uh, fair director, and Matthew Strong, and Cynthia Thayer. And we're going to be talking about, gee, the Common Ground Fair. <laughs> this is a, a wonderful opportunity for listeners in the area to learn a lot about what's going on around the state as far as food and agriculture and our food systems are concerned. And uh, it seems like every year we like to take a little break in the fall and talk about some of the exciting activities and those associated with the harvest. and. This is our opportunity to talk about the fair. So, Jim, tell us, what's happening? <laughs> what's happening? Well, uh, for starters, it's a it's great time of year to be here at WERU, and we are so happy to uh, have the folks here at ERU welcome us in here uh, every month. And, uh, and I'm, really, I'm really psyched that uh, Matt Strong and Cynthia Thayer are with us uh, uh, my role as fair director is pretty much, I'm, I'm the steward. I just kind of hold on to the fair and do what I can to, uh, uh, you know, tend to it like you would a garden and then pass it along to uh, future generations. And Matt and Cynthia have been involved with the fair for many, many years. And uh, uh, it's uh, folks like them, the volunteers, that, that actually organize the different pieces of the fair that really make it, make it what it is. So. Well, you mentioned volunteers and folks like this, and, and maybe, you know, Matthew and Cynthia can, can chime in a little bit on this because I know that they have been involved for a long time. Just tell me, how did the fair get started? I mean, I know we just celebrated the 40th anniversary of MOFCA, and this is what number fair, Jim? This will be the 35th fair. 35. My gracious. I have kids that old. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> so, Cynthia, tell me a little bit about the history of what's, what's been happening, how the fair happened. Well, th this will be our 34th year. We missed the first year, and um, if I'd only known, <laughs> I would have gone. If I was around, you would have known. <laughs> uh, but we went uh, the second year, and uh, actually I spun with the spinners that second year, and we stayed in this leaky old army tent, and we, you know, set up our wheels. It was very primitive. Uh, my husband brought a couple of ponies and did some demonstrating. And it was, it was one of the most amazing things I've ever experienced. And I thought, wow, is this going to continue? Are we going to have one the next year? And then the next year came, and, and we've been going ever since. We haven't missed a year at all. 
Uh, and it, I've seen it grow and evolve and become more organized, and, but still keep its little bit of edginess, which I think is so important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, sometimes when things get too organized and put in little boxes and slots, it loses its uh, excitement and creativity, but that hasn't happened to the Common Ground Fair. And I don't think it ever will. Because we're all kind of little, woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to let that out. <laughs> How about you, Matthew? What's been your involvement over the, the history? Well, the, the first year of the fair, my brother Andre and I had, uh, had just started an, an egg roll business. And um, we actually heard about the fair, and we intended to go just as, as participants. And kind of at the last minute, we called up and asked if we could bring our, our food and they said, yeah, sure, come on. And we, we thought it would just be a little thing, and we'd, we'd sell a few things and just have a good time. And it turned into just a, you know, a, a in, incredible event for, for both us and, and, and Mafka. And it kind of uh, it created a business for us, but it also uh, kind of shaped our, the egg roll business for years to come because we, we saw that, that the organic component of it was a, was, you know, was, was a great thing, so that helped us. And then over the years, I just got more and more involved with, with Mafka. I was on the board of directors. I was food coordinator. And I've just, it's just, you know, I love the fair and, and, the, and the whole sense of it, the people. You know, very diverse group of people. Everybody gets along uh, for a common purpose. And I just wish there were more, uh, more organizations or, or that the world could kind of operate mm. the way the fair operates. Amen to that. So, what you put? Tell me what what you put in those first kind of that first run of egg rolls it makes me hungry now. <laughs> well, it was you know to be honest with you, the first year there was nothing organic in the in the <laughs> egg rolls. It was it was well there there may have been actually because we we ran out on uh, towards the end of the day on Saturday, and uh, people at the fair went into the exhibition hall and, and took their vegetables back out and brought them over to us to, to chop up. So I, I imagine there was some organic component that first year. This is the uh, uh, don't get any ideas part of the program. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean we can't steal all those vegetables from the exhibition hall and put them in uh, the common kitchen? Don't even. Oh, wait, sorry. It, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't our no. suggestion. It was, it was kind of a, it was a, what would they call it? Like a, like a flash mob. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dear. No, I don't think we're going to get any, any ideas, but do tell me, what does go on in the, with all those vegetables in the exhibition hall? Well, most of them uh, get picked up and returned, uh, and, uh, you know, but there are a fair amount that the people that uh, donate, that, you know, that, that enter them in, mm -hmm. the, in the contest uh, and the exhibition, uh, a fair amount of people donate them, and what we do... Uh, Right after the fair, I mean, literally, we're starting that night and then through that week, uh, as as you know. Is this a, a lead-in question or something? <laughs> Don't I'm, remind I'm, me. I'm, I'm, I'm a little slow. It's, 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 I'm dawning on me here. But right after the fair, the kitchen kind of turns gears, and we take uh, all the leftover donated food, and uh, someone uh, who's sitting to the left of me helps prepare and process all that. And uh, with the help of uh, some of our other great uh, volunteer chefs into meals that are then used at some of our uh, subsequent events and, and you know through the fall we have uh, a lot of different educational programs and a lot of other work events the low impact forestry crew is busy uh, it, usually they pick a nice rainy weekend so it's always good to have some good soup and hearty hearty meals frozen and, and ready to go so uh, it all gets used is the short answer
<laughs> right. It takes me a while uh, to get to short uh, answers. But. So, you know, every every year something new, something exciting, something different happens. I mean, we just couldn't do the same old thing now. No, 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 you know? no. <laughs> Even if we tried. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So what's happening new this year? You know, uh, uh, a bunch of things I'm, I'm actually re really excited about. And uh, the... Uh, I'd say top of the list is uh, we've added another farmer's market. And, and why that's exciting is because uh, it, the, the whole premise and the, the, the whole purpose of uh, the fair is to help support the work that MAFCA does all year long. And uh, the farmer's market at the fair has grown uh, to the point where not only do the participants in the farmer's market need to be certified organic farms to be a part of the farmers market at the Common Ground Country Fair. But we had so many vendors that we weren't able to accommodate them all in the present location that we've had at the, at the and, uh, and those of you who are familiar with the fair know that the farmers market has always been on the north end by the Pine Gate. So what we've done this year is we, we're adding a second farmers market down at the south end by the Rose Gate. And what's terrific about that is that uh, probably most of the business that the farmer's market does is towards the afternoon and end of the day when people are heading back to their cars so that way they don't have to carry you know, all their produce around with them all day long. And so this gives, uh, and since you know, half the folks that come to the fair are parking at the south end and those lots, it, it opens up that whole end to the farmer's, uh, to the farmer's markets. We're, we're just, uh, so that's going to be great. That is very exciting, and I'm one of those folks that seems to always fill my car up on the way home. So I can do almost fill almost all my root cellar shopping needs that I need to keep me through the winter at the fair. Yeah, that, that's a very exciting part. You know, and that's a good point is that a lot of the vendors at the farmers market are willing to, uh, y you know, I. All this, the, I don't want to get ahead of myself. The solutions aren't all mapped out, but some of them are trying to figure out how they can help fair goers who have bought a lot get their produce to their to their car. So that's something that uh, you know, if it's uh, if you want to make a bulk purchase, talk mm -hmm. to the uh, talk to the vendor. And uh, some of them are we're talking about trying to get them a you know a bike with a trailer or whatever it may be, so they can help get stuff up to the uh, to out to the lots. So that's what's coming up, is yeah. another t opportunity for me to buy more food. But I, I also like to eat. So, you know, Matthew, you got to tell me a little bit more about some of this food that's happened at the fair over the years. Well, I mean, <coughs> in the beginning, it was, it was pretty sparse. And, uh, and it wasn't, I'm trying to remember what year that it, be it was several years after the first fair that actually everything was required to be, to be organic. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, there was more and more vendors and it was certainly when we were in Windsor when it was when it started to transition to to all organic, and we kept getting you know more and more and more vendors. Eventually, it leveled out at about fifty mm -hmm. food vendors. Is that and about the number that we have now? Too? I think it's around fifty-five now. Well, we yeah, uh, it's about that number of vendors, but uh, but over sixty booths. Yeah, you know, some have several. Some have several booths. Yeah, yeah. 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 and. Um, at one, uh, when we were in Windsor, and then when we moved to uh, the Unity, I was I was the the food coordinator for I think seven years, and um, you know helped shape some of the policy and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and the layout. And, mm -hmm. um, you want to talk about herding cats? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, you can only imagine. We'd we'd lay out. We'd make a map, and people would, had requested uh, twenty feet, and we gave them twenty five feet, just a little wiggle room. And of course, they'd show up, and they had thirty five feet, <laughs> and they were in somebody else's booth, and uh, it was uh, always quite a, a juggling game with the with the food vendors. Yeah. And of course, now that you know the the, the guidelines have, have have changed somewhat, and uh, I think it's a little bit more. Uh, it's opened up the, the the food to a lot more possibilities. Yeah, what we've uh, done with the food vendors the last several years is, uh, you know, well, it, part of it grew out of Mafka's growth as well, and that we have more events than just the Cumbergon Fair. So we took a look at, you know, what what's the food like at all the events that we serve, and we've really endeavored to uh, cre- create an approach that. Uh, f- foremost promotes and supports and, and utilizes uh, local main organic ingredients and uh, and then whenever those are not uh, readily available or, or possible uh, you know looking towards uh, uh, other organic sources but we've really made the focus a lot more on the on the local piece and uh, and uh, you know an advantage of that just w- without going too, too deep in the minutia is that, you know, for a while there you had to be absolutely 100% certified. And, and then so sometimes that meant that if we were looking for, uh, if, if a vendor needed a particular ingredient, they might end up going out of state when there might be a farmer raising that particular ingredient who uh, maybe they're raising everything organic, but they're under the $5,000 threshold that the USDA, requ- USDA requires to be certified. And so this affords us the opportunity to work with a lot of smaller, to have our food vendors work with a lot of smaller growers and producers uh, to, to uh, meet the or- organic requirement. So we kind of have a really big tent, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and speaking of tents, yeah. just how many tents do we have? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I don't know. I keep it in a spreadsheet, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's a lot. It's a lot of yeah. tents. And, and, you know, the folks that we work with uh, are, are, are just fantastic. We've been working with uh, Main Bay Canvas for several years, and I, they pretty much move in to, to the site, and uh, it's spectacular. I love it when the first tents go up. It, it is. A, it's an awesome feeling. You know. It transforms this big, great big field with all these lovely trees into something fairly spectacular. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Uh, we're listening to uh, WERU 89.9 in Blue Hill and 99.9 in Bangor, and this is Common Ground, hosted by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. And our topic this morning is the Common Ground Country Fair, which is coming right up, as always, the third weekend after Labor Day weekend, so it must mean we're in the, the countdown mode. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, this is, you know, this has to be one of probably the largest volunteer-powered events that happens across the country, wouldn't you say? Uh, yeah, I, Except for this radio station, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. Well, I mean, it, it certainly is uh, in, in this neck of the woods. And, and uh, it's, 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 it's uh, from my position as fair director, I got, I'll be totally honest, it's uh, remarkable and frightening all at the same time, uh, you know, to have such an enormous uh, gathering come together mm-hmm. and uh, 
to rely uh, so much upon volunteers is really something else. And, and the remarkable part is that the solutions and the ideas and the vision that come out of that are, uh, you know, are, are nothing that any, you know, one person or small committee could ever dream up of. Uh, and and the, the frightening part is that you, sometimes you never know what the dream is going to be, uh, you know, or if the dreamer is going to show up or, or, or if, you know, it, it's, but the, but the, but the beauty of it is, is that um, we really uh, have such a great deep bench that, that, uh, that the folks that do step forward are so versatile and creative and, and at the core of the fair uh, is, uh, is, a, is a group of volunteers that have been involved for so many years that they really, you know, they, kinda, they hold it. It's not me really that holds it. It's mm -hmm. this group, we collectively call them the planning team. And, uh, you know, really it's their, they're the organizers of the fair. And there's about 160 of these folks who, uh, you know, are, are organizing their piece of the fair. And uh, without them, uh, you know, the fair wouldn't happen. And two of them are here with us, you know. We'll uh, talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Cynthia, give us a... <laughs> well, I've been with the Wednesday Spinners uh, since th the, second, the second fair. And... Um, we have c done what Jim has said. We've kind of taken over our area, mm -hmm. and there are about 25 or 30 of us, and we go Thursday and, s and stay until Sunday, and we spin and card and knit and demonstrate weaving and, and dine. And something that was a little bit new, la well, we did a little bit of it last year, but this year we'll be doing more. There's a new pocket park. And the stone workers made it with stone, and the Wednesday spinners have planted it with dye plants. So oh. it's our dye garden. Oh, my. And this year I'll be doing some uh, dyeing with fresh indigo, and I'll be picking it right out of the dye garden as long as we don't get a frost. But you've taken care of that, Jim. <laughs> Working on it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the list. <laughs> but it's an amazing experience to go, you know, Thursday before the fair starts, all the tents are up, and... Everybody's running around, fixing the electricity and making sure everybody has everything. And you become really sucked into this machine that's just this wonderful thing that works together so beautifully. Yeah. And you become part of the fair doing that. And um, I have a couple of apprentices who were interested in spinning, and I said, well, you can come and you can stay in the spinner's tent and you can spin, you know, most of the day. And the comment was, well, we want to see the fair. And I said, well... The best way to see the fair and experience it and to be part of it is to be inside it and to be volunteering. And I've just, I've done a lot of volunteering over the years. I was counting money when I was on the board and I was uh, running the apprentice booth and we brought our cow and we demonstrated, um, you know, milking. In fact, our cow had a calf at the fair years ago. Uh, so. I think that's the best way to see it. And you're not going to miss anything if you're volunteering because you can't go to this and that. You're going to be a real integral part of, of this wonderful program. Yes, 34 years and spinning away. So, yeah. and you know, I think we should mention that Cynthia, your the name of your farm is uh, Dathia Farm, right? And you are located in Goldsboro. Goldsboro, yep. right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I, we really appreciate you taking the opportunity to drive over here today and to, to share some of these uh, wonderful experiences and memories with, with us. And you're listening to WERU 89.9, and this is Common Ground. And uh, we're joined in the studio with uh, Cynthia 
there and Matthew Strong. And in a few moments, we're going to be opening up the phone lines and taking some of your questions and some of your comments and, uh, and some of your reminiscences about the uh, Common Ground Country Fair. So, Cheryl, I was just thinking about what uh, uh, Cynthia was saying about volunteers, actually. You know, she said, you know, we kind of took over our area. And, <laughs> and uh, that is one of the pieces that it's hard to articulate. A lot of people say, like, what's so, what's, so what's special about the fair? What's different about the fair? Like, you know, and I think it, it, it's that anything that happens there essentially began as the idea of, of uh, th th not only as an idea, but by the person who was willing to uh, see that idea through. Uh, I, I, I kind of joke with uh, Vern LeCount, who's, anyone who knows Mafka knows Vernon, and he's our facilities coordinator above his desk is a little sign that says, all good ideas to generate into hard work. Mm. And uh, uh, there's no shortage of great ideas, but it's the folks like Cynthia and Matt who not only see an opportunity, but step forward and and make it happen. And uh, and that is, tr is true today as well. You know, we have, uh, you know, if, if there, I, I assume there's a lot of, you know, our listeners are longtime fairgoers. And I just want to extend that invitation that if there's a part of the fair that y you want to get involved with, you know, please step forward. And if there's a, a part of the fair that, that you have a different vision for, or if there's something that's not there right now that you'd like to introduce you know we'd love to we'd love to hear from you because it's it, it, it's the people that get involved that really help design and uh, shape the course of the fair yeah I'd, I'd like to, to kind of amplify on that in the you know that, that again in the theme of how the fair operates where it's it's not an organization your normal corporation where we're where the leader gives responsibility, it's an organization where people step up and take responsibility and, and innovate. You know, and we kind of have two groups of volunteers. One of the people who sign up, and, and our volunteer coordinator, June, just does a fabulous job now with that. But there's also a huge group of people who are, who are I wouldn't say an anonymous, but, but there's people who show up every year to do certain tasks that, that very behind the scenes, putting up parking signs, um, all kinds of things before mm -hmm. and after the fair, mm -hmm. cleaning up, et cetera. And I know a lot of those people never sign up through the volunteer thing. They just, they come, they do their job, and, and they get their shirt and they enjoy the fair. And it's just, you know, we really count on those people, and it's just great to know that, that there's that, that kind of dedication and that, you know, that, that people have to, to things that, are, that nobody really sees. Yeah. And, and to say something more about what Jim was talking about, uh, a few years ago the fleece tent was leaderless and one of our spinners, Penelope Olson, stepped forward and said, I want to help pull that back. And so the spinners have kind of taken over that tent too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we've got demonstrations going on and talks and, and um, great, great displays yeah. of wool yeah. and it's, it's just grown and grown and, and we're really excited about that. So that's the kind of thing that people can do. They can kind of own something uh, and, and help it thrive and grow. Well, uh, you know, I've often heard that the, the fair is termed as a, a celebration of rural living and, and, you know, all those things that we treasure <laughs> and hold near and dear to us. I think it's also a, a great opportunity to connect with old friends. 
mm-hmm. uh, and see folks. There are some people, just like you say, that volunteer every year. I never see them except for those three or four days that they show up and they're going to do their shift. And it's also a great opportunity for us to learn about what's going on in the larger community and the larger world out there and to maybe participate. You know, I know we have some great keynote speakers lined up and mm-hmm. some public policy teachings. What about some of that stuff that we can wrap sure. our heads around? Well, uh, this year is uh, kind of a double birthday in, in, in the Mofka world. It is our 40th anniversary of the organization and it's the 35th anniversary of the fair. So uh, this year we, we really looked within to tap some keynote, our keynote speakers. And on Friday, Mort Mather, who was one of our early presidents mm-hmm. of the organization, uh, will be uh, our, our keynote speaker. On Saturday, Russell Libby, who's our executive director, will be the keynote. And I can't tell you how uh, happy I am to, to you know, People might assume, you know, that of, of course Russell gets to speak whenever he wants, but really, you know, th- it was the volunteer fair steering committee that invited Russell. And, you know, he has such a, a depth of, uh, uh, you know, a really good grasp on the landscape around uh, food in our, not only locally, but n- nationally. And so he's really a, uh, a, a treasure in our own backyard. So, and then on uh, Sunday, Barbara Damrosh, uh, who, uh, I first met through the photo on the back of a cover of her book, The Garden Primer, when my wife and I bought our first house and we were faced with the challenge of, you know, what, what's growing here and what can grow. Uh, but uh, Barbara's now our board president. And uh, so we're really delighted to have uh, these three folks who have stepped forward to speak. Sounds like some real homegrown, we're really celebrating some of our local yeah. heroes then, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we're also taking, a, there's a lot of the fair that really looks uh, Uh, beyond our our backyard and our public policy uh, focus this year is on climate change and to that end we have a lot a lot going on Uh, it's it's terrific bd parker has been uh one of the uh the visionaries and drivers behind this but our public policy teaching this year uh is focusing on climate change and agriculture and uh, speakers include uh uh Let's say the new president of Unity College and uh, well, the weatherman. Uh, <laughs> I'm throwing a blank here. Can you tell? But no, no, no. He's more than that. Lou, Lou McNally. Lou McNally, yeah. Uh, Dylan Voorhees from the uh, uh, National Resources. Is that it? No, I'm getting the organization wrong. Um, I, I should back up before I, you know, talk further without my notes. But uh, and then uh, uh, Lou's giving a separate talk on uh, climate change and agriculture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also doing something, those of you that are familiar with 350.org, the organization that Bill McKibben started, uh, the Saturday, September 24th is a day of action that, that, that uh, 350 is calling Moving Planet. And across the planet, people are organizing rallies and doing events to bring awareness to the issue around climate change and solutions that, uh, that can be... Um, uh, that we can all work on. And so on the 24th, we're d- we, uh, in addition to a lot of the other smaller pieces that have to do with, c- with climate change, uh, we've, we're creating a rally on the common, and we've put, uh, a, we've put an RFP out for some artists to create the vision of what this will look like, and we had a bunch of entries. Uh, the deadline was last Monday, and the, 
the, the folks that are reviewing those are going to make their announcement on Tuesday. So we're pretty excited about that. And, uh, you know, th we'll see how that turns out. But that should be a lot. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you're there on Saturday the 24th, uh, be sure to stick around until 3.50 p.m. Oh, you're listening to WERU 89.9 in Blue Hill and 99.9 in Bangor. And you're, this is uh, Common Ground, hosted by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. We're talking this morning about the Common Ground Country Fair, which will be held September 23rd, 24th, and 25th in unity at the Common Ground. And we'd like to invite our listeners to join us in the conversation. The phone number here in the studio would be 469-0500. And I'm joined in the studio today with Jim, who's taking a small break <laughs> as he travels around the state from his fair responsibilities, and Matthew Strong and Cynthia Thayer, two of our longtime volunteers and advocates for some of our work that we do. And um, we're, it's a, a very exciting time of year. September is, is kind of bittersweet, though, because it means the fair is coming, but it also means that the, the summer is almost over. But, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, but then winter comes along and it's ski season, so <laughs> it's all good. I mean, yes, then we, can, then we can look through seed catalogs and plan for next year. I guess it's, what, it's that cycle that keeps going exactly, on. Exactly, exactly. Hey, before we open, open the phones, if you heard the paper rustling, I grabbed the, the Mopka newspaper over here. And I just wanted to, uh, the public policy uh, uh, speakers this year will be uh, Andy Burt, Stephen uh, Mulkey, Dylan Voorhees, Lou McNally, and John Jemison. Oh. So it's, oh. A, it's, a, it's a terrific group who's gathered, uh, and it will be uh, uh, moderated by Sharon Tishard. And the topic will be on climate change in Maine. And we'll take a look at the problem, the response, and the impact that it has on Maine farms. And that can be quite substantial, actually. I don't know how some people fared. I know the western part of the state didn't fare so well after uh, Irene made their, uh, <laughs> their, her pass through the state. So anyway, we'd like to invite folks to join us in the conversation. 469-0500 <clears throat> would be the number here in the studio. And um, Cynthia, tell me a little bit about the, your group, the Wednesday Spinners. Well... I love my group. <laughs> We've been spinning together since, well, 75, before I came. Mm -hmm. I was one of the first spinners, Penelope Olson, Suzanne Grosjean, Molly Birdsall. And we just started spinning on Wednesdays because, I don't know, arbitrarily plucked it out of the universe. And so what we do is starting in September and going through May, sometimes into June, uh, every Wednesday we spin at someone's house all day. And whoever's house we're spinning at provides the soup, and the rest of us bring mm -hmm. other things. And now we have about 25 to 30 people. Uh, we have a retreat every year, and uh, it's really grown and evolved. And we have children. For instance, my grandchildren are both spinning. Uh, they come to the fair and spin. And we're a very close group, um, all women, not because we don't let men come in, but we haven't got any. <laughs> we have had men. We're not as smart ones. as we look. <laughs> but uh, I've taught many, many apprentices how to spin, and, and often they come to the fair and, and be part of that. Uh, so we don't just demonstrate spinning. We do carding and wool preparation, <laughs> uh, dyeing, washing fleece, um, knitting, spinning with a drop spindle, different types of wheels. So we're really quite knowledgeable in a lot of areas. Some of us are weavers, some are knitters, 
uh, and we all come to spinning with l a little bit of a different angle. Some of us raise our own animals, some of us don't. So it's, it's been a great group. We've done a lot of educational um, demonstrations. In fact, a number of years ago, oh, 20 years ago, we went to the Soviet Union. Oh, did you really? Yes, we did. We packed our wheels. We spun in Red Square. We spun all over um, Kazakhstan and Kyrgyzia. And that, that was amazing. And we, we met very few Soviet spinners. Uh, I'm not sure why we expected to, to, to meet more, but we met a few you know, older women and, uh, who said, oh, yes, I remember, and I can do it a little bit. Uh, but we had a, the most wonderful time. We just packed our duffels and shoved our wheels in, and we brought a loom over there, and we taught Russians how to spin, a lot of them. So we have international celebrities right here. Yeah, we do. Right here in the state of Maine. <laughs> so that was amazing. That was an amazing. And then we brought a group of those people to the fair the following year, and they participated with the Wednesday spinners in our tent, spinning and demonstrating. What did they think of the fair? Oh, they were walking around with their mouths open and just saying, oh, this is amazing. So that was, well, it was quite a thing. Yeah, that it is, it's, uh, it's amazing to see so many people. About how many folks do you think we have that tra traverse through our gates? Well, the last several years, we've, have, uh, we've averaged close to 60,000 people, plus or minus a few, uh, over the course of three days. There are a lot of folks that are there all three days. And uh, so probably uh, in total, about between 40 and 45,000 different people mm -hmm. come to the fair each year. Now, what about, I know Friday has been traditionally what is termed maybe the youth day? Well, Friday what we do is uh, the, the fair is open to school groups. And uh, it's actually it's open to school groups every day. But what we do different on Friday is that admission is free uh, to all school groups. And uh, uh, we have a, a fair amount of programming that's geared towards uh, towards young Mainers. And so uh, the, what's, so, so the energy on Friday is really, <laughs> it's something else. Very and, high. You know, and I remember my first year thinking, okay, it's Friday morning, and I'll start to kind of, you know, sort of ramp up. And I completely didn't grasp the whole, you know, even though I have children of my own who go to school, that, you know, the, the kids, they're at school bef well before nine, early enough that they can be unloading off the school bus and waiting at the gate by 9 o'clock. And when those gates opened, you know, we're not talking about a trickle of cars, you know, arriving. It's, you know, 30, 40, 50 kids and a pop coming through the gate. And, you know, before you know it, it's just teeming and it's bubbling with life. There's so much great energy there on Friday. If you, if you have never been to the fair on Friday, you, you got to make it. And, you know, th some of the things that's, that are very unique there, there's the Youth Enterprise Zone which is a tent that's just uh, young entrepreneurs from Maine. And it's just, there, it's just there on Friday, and it's you know kids with uh, their own businesses and things that they've made, and it is hopping. I mean, it is the a great place. The, the future business leaders of the exactly. state of Maine. So I think we, ha we have a caller on the line. Could you uh, state your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi there. Can you hear me okay? Yes, good morning. Lou McGregor here uh, from Pope, Maine. Well, thank you for joining us. What can we do for you? Oh, I would have called from home. I have to be rolling now because of a schedule. But anyway, um, I wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for talking about the fair. Very near and dear to my heart. 
I just moved to Maine in the mid-90s with my uh, family, and we found the fair was a, a really, felt like a really large reason for us to stay. We were trying to decide, should we be in Maine, and it really spoke to us. And, uh, so I'll mention a couple things. Um, eventually, I found something that moved me around volunteering at the fair. I would stand in line next to this long line of porta potties and uh, being a composting toilet kind of person, uh, it occurred to me that perhaps we could uh, introduce those and uh, kind of beat back the wave of these things that didn't seem very consistent with affairs uh, kind of principles to me. And sure enough, I found that there was already a program going on with uh, my friend Nancy Rosalie was spearheading. I was so surprised right there under my nose. Uh, a person I was already uh, dancing with. <laughs> uh, so I've been volunteering with her on this wonderful program. So if anyone's uh, interested, they can stop by and check out the Common Throne. They're here and there around the fair. I love it. Uh, oh, they are just something because slowly but surely they are, uh, it seems, uh, displacing those yeah. um, less sustainable things. Yeah, Lou, those are terrific, and thank you. I, I mean, it's great that you know you and Nancy, and the folks running the Common Throne program, seem to add you know one or two each year. And I, I got to tell you, I don't know if you've ever gotten this feedback, but every once in a while we get letters from some of the school kids that come through, and uh, they are a highlight of of the, the the kids. I remember getting a stack of letters from a fourth grade, I think, down in. Uh, uh, Oh, uh, the Bodenham area, and uh, and you know the the the, the uh, I won't go into details, but the bicycle tube for a drain. Oh I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. This was a hit. I mean, these these kids loved it. Sure, there's uh, plenty of fun to be had there. Yeah. Uh, well, well, the the other thing I'd like to mention quickly, um, I'm excited because for the first time I'm part of uh, a booth and a presentation, and a group of us. Um, who are working with uh, an educational symposium called Awakening the Dreamer, Changing the Dream. We're putting, uh, we're just showing what we do and uh, um, awareness raising around environmental sustainability, social justice, and spiritual fulfillment. So uh, plenty of job security there, of course. <laughs> so, uh, come check us out in one of the social action tents. Uh, or go to awakeningthedreamer.org. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much, Lou, for calling in yeah, and, and share, sharing that with us. And you're oh, a thrill. Oh, thanks so much. All righty. Take care. Yeah. We'd like to invite other folks to, to call in and, and uh, share your, your memories, or we can answer any questions for you. The line here in the studio is 469-0500. Go ahead, Jim. So, uh, Cheryl, is a sort of uh, two, two things. One, first is recognition, in case you haven't heard how fast and articulate I am, that you know being on the radio is not something that I do on a regular basis for good reason. But the fair dates <laughs> are September 23, 24, and 25. <laughs> Probably should have said that earlier, but <laughs> we just we just live check, and breathe I want to check it. that yeah. box, <laughs> yeah. um, and I should say it a few more times. Uh, and then the other is, I, uh, you know, I've talked a lot about how important volunteers are, and if you'd like to get involved, uh, we have a couple ways to do that. But uh, if 
for anyone that wants to see what shifts are available, what opportunities there are, if you go to our website at mofka.org and you go to the FAIR page and click on volunteers, eventually you navigate your way to, we have an online volunteer registration system where we utilize a service called ShiftBoard. And what's beautiful about that is that uh, almost all of the shifts and the opportunities, we can put them, you know, we've uploaded them there. And if somebody wants to register, they can see what's available. They can see what job, where we need help, you know, and, and, what, and what time shifts are available. And uh, you can register right online. And that way we make, you make sure that, you know, if you pre-register, that way, uh, uh, you know, you will get a shirt and you will get a meal. And I said, so anyone that volunteers a four-hour shift at the Common Ground Fair, gets, uh, we have an organic cotton t-shirt made with domestic organic cotton and printed with water-based inks by our friends down at Liberty Graphics, <laughs> great shirts. And, uh, and I asked, is this a side story there that they actually make these, they have these shirts made. Tom Opera and, and crew, they buy the raw cotton, they send it to the mill, they get it spun, they get it weaved, sewn, the whole nine yards because you, you really can't find a guaranteed source of domestic organic cotton in T-shirts. So they said, all right, we'll go out and do it ourselves. And make our own. And then we also have, uh, and then just back to the volunteer piece, walk-in opportunities. So, uh, you know, if, if, if the mood strikes you and you're coming to the fair, stop by the volunteer, check in tent on the south gate and see what, uh, you know, what opportunities are and we can um, trust me we're always looking for help so and what about before the fair and after the fair you're always looking for help yeah certainly you know a lot fair. of a uh, lot of help and opportunity was set up and in fact um uh the we've ha i actually have a really need if i can just take another moment here one of our great uh dear friends uh uh danya who's been working with us on the s signs is having some uh you know, due to health, can't do it this year. And so uh, we need, we're looking for someone that could step forward to help us with the sign distribution. And that's something that happens in the, the days before the fair. And it's, uh, you know, a matter of, uh, we've got a lot of signs in storage and getting them out, getting them distributed to the, each of the gates and the areas and the tents and then helping to put them up. So if anyone's uh, willing to, you know, come on board those couple days before the fair and help with that, I'd love to hear from them. And they can find me at the Mafka office. Well, well, this is, seems to be a good segue to invite folks to, to call in to the studio and join the conversation this morning. The number here is 469-0500. You're listening to Common Ground, hosted by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. And this is your community radio, 89.9 in Blue Hill and 99.9 in Bangor. So I think we have a, another caller on the line. Could you state your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes, hi. I'm, my, my name is Sherry, and I, I'm calling from Franklin. I've been attending the Common Ground Fair for a long time, and I really enjoy the, the festivities and the activities and everything. And I, and I do appreciate the, um, the philosophy behind Mofka. But in the last couple of years, I've been kind of dismayed to see um, an organization like First Wind at the fair. And I was just curious anybody explain to me why and how their how their large scale industrial um, practices fit in with um, Mafia's um, small scale sustainable philosophy? I just don't think that. Sherry, yeah, this is Jim speaking, okay. and that's and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And yeah, I've been, it's been on my mind for yeah, like a whole year. And, <laughs> and I got to tell you, like, if you were listening earlier, Matt said something to the effect of uh, okay. you know all the different volunteers and how many people and how unique it is is that w we all get along. I, 
I, I think, you know, maybe a, a, a broader way to look at that is that we're all in the same room together and we learn to work together. And, um, and, you know, having someone like First Wind have a booth at the fair, it does several things. It certainly uh, instigates conversation. <laughs> No, you know, you know, and well, you know, we're not, we're, we're you know, the, we're not doing it to, it, you know, to promote controversy. Really, it's to promote the con, it's to promote the conversation, and and there are, uh, there are a handful of organizations that if you walk through some of the different tents that other people might find, uh, you know, maybe offense with or don't agree with their, you know, personal values or or their position on on you know, a particular, you know, issue. But our overall premise is to promote dialogue and to get people talking. And um, it's not, um, you know, a, uh, an endorsement by any, by any stretch. It's, you know, it, but it's, but we think that, that this is such an important issue that it's important to have them in the room, you know, so to speak, you know, in that, uh, in that common ground, you know, so that we can, uh, you know, it gives, I, I think, you know, if anything, it's one opportunity for a lot of people that might want to, you know, talk to them and share, you know, they're there, you know, they're not hiding behind some, you know, PR consultant, you know, the, the, it's, they're right there at the booth. And I so, understand it. Yeah. And I, I understand your, your, your thoughts there, but um, just the mere fact that they're there and their application was approved, it does, it does, um, it doesn't, it just seems to not fit in with the whole aspect of Mosca and and, it does, and I understand what you're saying but they they ha I think I, the way that first wind operates they are just they go into these small I mean uh, unpopulated areas they they it's just it doesn't work it's not a very sustainable way of promoting energy um uh electrical electrical um Productivity yeah, in the state yeah. of Maine. I don't understand how they could be be there, and and it just doesn't work for me. It does, I'm sure it doesn't work for a lot of people. And I understand there's other things there that people may find offense to, but they're they're big and they and they do a lot of damage. And there's a lot of people that are fighting for their property right now in the state of Maine um, because of them and other companies like them. Yeah, and well, there's a lot of people that have been at, at their in their location for couple of two three decades and, they, and they're fighting they're paying a lot of money to lawyers um to fight for their property rights and to, to have them not go in there and just ruin their whole their you know, you, you know what i'm saying yeah I mean, well you know ab absolutely I'm and i'm sure you're aware of all these no i totally on. and we're so i'm so i'm i'm delighted the friends of the highland mountains are there yeah, i don't know yeah, if anyone's exactly. ever been up you know to the a lot of folks go to sugarloaf but if you've never been to the backside of the bigelows really it's hard to appreciate what a I, I, I mean, it took my right. breath away when I realized, exactly. you know, I, I that area is just priceless. It's just a shame to see these, these beautiful, beautiful pieces yeah. being destroyed. And, and, the, and the, the infrastructure that is involved putting in these um, wind turbines yeah. is, is big. It's a big issue, and it needs to be. It doesn't have a place here. Well, I do. It doesn't have a place in Alaska either. I don't. What are they going to. If people going to. Express their opinions to first one. Do they really care? They have a lot of money. Do they really? Do they really care what people think at the fair? I mean, they, they're there. They get their program, their application, 
approved. They've been there for two or three years. I mean, well, I, I will say really this much: by them being there, you 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 have called, and now we're able to talk about this issue. Right. This, and that's and I and I don't and I and I mean that. I mean, I mean, honestly, do I'm really it's I'm, not going to change I'm, their practices. I'm, but I'm glad you know. But I think our conversation right now, hopefully. I hope they're not there. Brings I, it to the awareness of more people because, yeah, I don't folks think in Maine need anymore. to get involved. No. So. Well, thank you very much for, sh for sharing that with us, Sherry. And I think we have uh, another caller on the line. And good morning. Could you state your name, please, and where you're calling from? My name is Rose, and I'm calling from Waldo. Well, thank you. Good morning, Rose. And um, I would just like to um, mention a little bit about the Youth Enterprise Zone and my experience. My, my and my daughter's experience with it. She started um, participating in the Youth Enterprise Zone in sixth grade and is now, um, she, she sold um, fiber things that she made. And she's now majoring in apparel design with a sustainable design. And I'm pretty sure that you folks had a lot to do with that happening. And so, you know, I know you kind of put out these seeds for the youth enterprise zone and, and never know how big they grow sometimes. Well, that's great. That is, yeah. <laughs> that's very exciting. You're giving me goosebumps here now. <laughs> it really is. I'm it, it's that area is, uh, it's, it, I, I'm not allowed to have favorites. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's really something else. And it is, it's just great energy in there. That's mm -hmm. the Youth Enterprise Zone on Friday mm -hmm. at the fair, in case, you know, folks, the listeners weren't sure. I, I hope that, uh, that your story encourages somebody else to, to take up a place in that Youth Enterprise Zone. Yeah, we need some more, some more young entrepreneurs here in the state. And if we can plant a few seeds, that's a great thing. So thanks for your call. Do we have oh, I, also, I have another question. Um, I'm unclear as to the difference between the craft area, the marketplace, and the ag products. Because I, as a, a participant, am constantly being told that I belong in all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that depends on whether uh, that we had cream in the coffee that morning or, or not. But, no, but I, I actually, you know, it, to the best I can, and I'll, I'll try to make it quick because I think we have another caller. But crafts area is intended for artisans who uh, design and create their own um, their own product. The, okay, I do that. <laughs> so uh, the uh, uh, the main marketplace is intended for main businesses where maybe the propri the proprietor designs or you know the conceives of the idea, but uh, engages others to help. Okay, well, I really don't belong in there, but that's where yeah. they told me I well, could go. You know, and and then um, and and then uh, and then the agricultural products area is intended for. Uh, farm-based businesses that are made by the farmer, uh, you know, you know, sort of value-added, uh, you know, hard goods often or or food items. But it, mm -hmm. it's you know, it it is um, Rose. It's, it's it, it, we we try to do. We've got so much people. So many. There are over six hundred people involved at the fair, and and we try to have different distinctions just to help. You know, so we can have a home where we can look at the different vendors and how how they fit at the fair. And there's definitely a lot of overlap, and and there's more sort of you know n nuance there. But you know, so, uh, g give me a call at the office sometime because uh, you know we'd be delighted to hear more, you know, about your particular you know booth and and you know we we want we want the participants, the vendors, everyone, the exhibitors, um, 
to get a lot out of the fair. This is their fair. This is, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's for the folks that are there and, uh, and they're the ones that make it, so. Thanks for your call, Rose, very much. And do we, we have another caller on the line? Good morning. Could you state your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes, yeah, Frank Donnelly over here in Marlboro. I'd like to ask Matt to get back in the egg roll business. I miss eating those. <laughs> and also, I'd like, to, I'd like to comment on the woman from Franklin in the uh, wind power situation. I have to agree with her. Not just maybe some of the wind power, and I can't picture some of the other stuff there that might be offensive as far as corporate kind of big corporate, uh, you know, booths at the Common Ground Fair, which I don't think fits in. And here we are with the wind power people. I'm sure they're getting some sort of tax rebate for their sustainable energy, they call it, which is not sustainable, that the wind power, as we're starting to discover. It sounds all good and fuzzy, but I don't think that the Common Ground Fair... I mean, I know the farmer that's selling those cabbage there is not getting any tax rebates. And so I don't think we should let big companies, i.e., like the wind power people. I mean, I thought the environment part, there's all kinds of other issues involved. I don't think they should be schlepping their stuff at the Common Ground Fair. And, Matt, get back in the egg a little bit. <laughs> okay. Hey, well, Frank, I'd, I'd just like to – I appreciate that thought, but that's not going to happen. But on the, on, on, the other, on the other side of that is, you know, I think that this kind of uh, – if you want to say controversy or, or uh, is a good thing for the fair in that uh, now we've had two callers. Hopefully both of you will become involved in the fair and to some extent. You know, we have positions on the steering committee. We have, you know, there's, there's all kinds of ways you can become involved to, to influence the, how, how the organization operates. And, you know, so, you know, look, you know, whether, whether I agree with the, the, the wind energy or not, if, if this helps encourage people to become active in, in the organization, I think that's great. Oh, thank you very much. And we have certainly have stimulated some uh, conversation here, and I, I think that's probably some of the purposes of the fair is to get a dialogue and mm -hmm. a discussion going. And uh, so you've been uh, listening and joining us here on Common Ground on your community radio, 89.9 in Blue Hill and 99.9 in Bangor. And we're talking about the Common Ground Country Fair, which happens to be September 23rd, 24th, and 25th. Um, if you'd like, we might have time for one more quick call here in the studio if you'd like to join the conversation at uh, 469-0500. Uh, I know, do we have, we have one more call on the line? Oh, good yes, morning. Hello. Good morning. Hi. I'm actually on my cell phone. I'm going to pull over. Uh, I tuned in late, but I believe that I heard that uh, First Wind was going to have a tent at the Common Ground Fair. <laughs> and I also agree with the woman who spoke about wind and the gentleman who seconded her. And I'd be like, like to be the third person, please, from Camden, Maine, saying I think it's absolutely outrageous that uh, First Wind is a Common Ground Fair, that they're welcome uh, that uh, they're corporate, and I think it's just the wrong way to go, and I'm disappointed, uh, and I to share that with everyone, and thank you very much for your time and your program. It's great, and I love the Common Ground Fair. Always have and always will. Thank uh, you very much. And thanks for your call. And, I and, and, for, <laughs> and, for, your, and for, for sharing that opinion, really. It's, it's, it's an important one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we actually have another caller on the line. Good morning. Could you state your name and where you're calling from, please? Yes, this is Linda calling from South China, Maine. Yes, good morning, Linda. Good morning. Um, am I on the air? You yes. certainly are. Okay. I tried to get away from the radio. Your program's great. And um, I just wanted to um, say that for me, 
Um, I didn't come to the Common Ground Fair as a farmer or a craftsperson or whatever. I came as a person just interested in what you're all doing about 24 years ago and uh, when you were in Windsor and so on and, um, and was slowly bringing myself into the um, natural foods, organics, and all of that coming from a basic white bread and meat sort of standard uh, American uh, diet and um, way of being. And the Common Ground Fair has been such a catalyst for me over the years of moving into the different um, alternatives, uh, both uh, practitioners and uh, organic foods and, and all of that. Um, and the thing that's been beautiful is there's never been a feeling. There were, was a time when I really felt I stood out as someone who hadn't gotten with it <laughs> in the organic world and was kind of just a spectator in the beginning. But um, it's always been warm and friendly. And, um, you know, and now I belong to a co-op. I've moved from the coast to co-op on the coast, a good turn for um, 20-some years. And um, my diet, my growing gardens, and all of that has changed. And, um, and I consider the Common Ground Fair kind of a, an anchor in all of that and looking forward to it each year. And then I've grown into finally becoming a volunteer and, um, and that I did fully last year and then um, this year I'm volunteering. And um, a group that I'm working with is also having a booth in the um, social political action area. And so I've kind of over 20 years um, grown into um, what you are all about, and I just want to say again, the fact that I've always been welcomed, there's never been a vendor or um, an artist or anybody who, when I'm asking questions that truly show, I haven't got a clue about spinning, um, you know, what do you mean about, um, you know, the different survival arts and, and the different things that are available, um, cider pressing, the first time I saw a cider press was at uh, Common Ground. I've always been welcomed, I've always been warmly uh, responded to, and um, you know, and that's a real uh, plus for uh, what the Common Ground Fair offers. It's open to all of us, novice to well-experienced in uh, your realm. Well, great. Thank you so much for calling in, Linda. And it's, been, it's, it's just been a, another one of those very quick hours. And again, I want to thank everybody for your calls and being part of the conversation. We've been talking about the 35th Common Ground Country Fair, right. and I want to thank uh, Cynthia and Matthew for being here, Jim. Uh, we still need volunteers. Go to our website, www.mofka.org. I'm packing already. <laughs> and the schedule is online. So, so we're yeah. looking forward to seeing you all at the fair. Thanks so much, and, and stay tuned next month, October 7th, for Common Ground, hosted by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association on your community radio, WERU, 89.9 in Blue Hill and 99.9 in Bangor. Support for WERU comes